Welcome to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. We have Charlie in the building, our first guest, and it's live. We are not doing six feet of social distancing. Do you feel like a rebel? I do. Uh, I feel like that's normal. <laughs> what they have us doing is not normal. <laughs> that's good. So you're you're uh, you're living on on the edge. Um, um, yes, I am. I, I really never complied from the beginning. I really <clears throat> felt that um, this was overblown. Although the numbers were scary up front, yeah. I think we all agree, and I think that's why we all kind of submitted in the beginning and go, "Wow, this is dangerous." But now we've got six, seven weeks numbers. And we have these governors acting like we're in the middle of the crisis. Come and on, come on, tell, tell the truth. What did you say about Gavin Newsom earlier? He's a cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> and you wanted to go to Sacramento and, and... kick his ass. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, uh, just so everybody knows, this is my stepdad who raised me. So now you understand where I get most of my personality <laughs> and my animus towards the governor. And I am sorry to all the people out there for that. You know? <laughs> He's not sorry. Uh, not really. Yeah, it's true. Not sorry. <laughs> That's that commercial. Not sorry. <laughs> well, what were we talking? Well, we were talking about Gavin Newsom, and and here he is, not even giving us tomorrow's May one, nope. and he's not even giving us any idea of when other businesses, other than the essential businesses that are grocery stores and food delivery, you know, food delivery and other stuff. But people need to get haircuts. Mm-hmm. I hear women complaining about their nails, their hair, um, you know, and services. You know, things like, hey, wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice to go out sit in a restaurant and have a margarita or a beer on a patio somewhere if I'm eight feet away from the other guy? Well, it's not happening yet. And he's not giving us any ideas. And I think it's really shitty. <laughs> Put it mildly, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, weird. it's weird how quickly... I mean, in some regards, it feels like it's been a lifetime of this. And in other regards, you're like, you're like, this has gone by fairly quickly. And so much has happened so rapidly in such a short amount of time. So it, I feel both ways. But it's only been six weeks, essentially. And yeah, I, maybe seven. I, I count from when they... The, like they the NBA shut, shut down? <laughs> yeah, well, the, all the sports shut... Because I was in Vegas, okay? So this yeah. is what a crazy man I am. I'm oh, in Vegas. Please, give us the story, please. Me and my two buddies from New York. One guy commutes to Manhattan three times a week. Well, he found out that afternoon, I think it was the afternoon of the 11th, CBS had reported that somebody tested positive and they evacuated the building that he works in. And there's literally thousands of people work in that building. They mm. all were... And then we found out later in the afternoon, NBA shut down. The Final Four, I mean, you know, the March Madness isn't going to happen. This baseball is not going to And we're, I'm sitting in Vegas, and I'm walking on the strip, and people are in restaurants what am I gonna having drinks and having a good time. <laughs> and we're going, I guess we need to go home. The party's going to end here real soon. Oh, my God. And, and, we, and then I counted from, like, that weekend, the 13th and the 14th that weekend, that, wow, this is – and then the 16th, the governor asshole, you know, <laughs> Pulled all the bullshit with where I'm shutting everything down. Yeah. Well, don't, I, you're leaving out the juicy parts. The strip club, the fact that I oh, oh, I, I don't know who your audience is. So like, don't worry about it. They're, they're a bunch of degenerates like us. Why, oh, okay. why would they listen well, to the other you know, I, Yeah. I, on the afternoon of the 11th, we took a break from <laughs> the only games that were being played because this was the Pac, Pac-12 tournament championship that would have led to who's going to get into the final dance. 
So, you know, one of the second game was a little boring, so we said, let's split now at halftime, and we'll come back either at the end of the third game or the start of the fourth game in the evening. And so, you know, we went to strip clubs. So, yeah, I was sucking on some tits around <laughs> 2 o'clock, 2.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> Is there anything more white privilege than a bunch of dudes? Old check, dudes. Ch- old dudes <laughs> checking out of a basketball game to go to a strip club at 4 in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, have, have a couple of drinks. Then we bounce back. Oh, my God. And then we, we heard that because we heard the whole afternoon everything was just closing down. And... Um, one guy's wife, who's, you know, well, she's pain in the ass, but <laughs> she didn't want him to go. She was all over him. His phone was just blowing up that <laughs> afternoon. Everything's shutting down. You need to get the hell home, Michael. You need to get the hell home. So he, he, we found out that afternoon, I'm flying back tomorrow morning. I'm going, oh, okay. You're le- yeah, well, pro- we'll probably leave on Friday. But it was like, all of a sudden, the world closed. And it's, a, it's the longest seven weeks. And... It does seem to me a lot longer than seven weeks. It feels more. Oh like, yeah. It feels more like three months. Uh, well, I guess the reason I say that it feels like time flew is just because so much changed. Like we went from free people with businesses that functioned and an economy that was flourishing to oh. a depression in fucking seven weeks. It's just and like, th- and that's what that's what Governor Cocksucker does. <laughs> yeah, do. yeah. Is, well. is that these businesses? There's so many of small business. That's what makes up. America's a lot of small independent. There's businesses that grandparents have passed down to their kids. Now the grandkids are running it, and it's been in the family 50, 60, 70 years. They may not make it yeah. if this continues at 25% and eventually 40%, and, and he's going to regulate it the whole way through. Yeah. It's like, and you know, by the way, social distance doesn't work for human beings. Human beings need to be touched. Human beings like to hug and kiss and touch and you know, high fives and all this. You know, I mean, that's just who we are yeah. as human beings. You and, know I mean? and I want to go on the record as saying Charlie was on the right side of history. Within the first week, when I was talking to him while he was in Vegas, he was like, yeah, I'm going to get on the fucking plane to come home. Why wouldn't I? And I'm like, I don't know. It's a pandemic. You know, you could maybe take it seriously. He's like, no, no. My, he's like, I'm healthy. doesn't fucking matter. I'm like, hey, you know that the, the death rate for people over 65 in Italy is like 10% right now? He's like, yeah. I'm not a fucking normal 65-year-old. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not. I haven't been normal most of my life, but I'm not normal 65. And this is what I've, I've been telling all of my friends, and I've told Clint yeah. many times. I think if you're a healthy person, you, you know, you exercise, you eat relatively well, you know, uh, you don't smoke four packs of cigarettes a day. Or some of the young guys got bit with, been vaping heavy for 10 years. 12 years and you know and they damage the lungs yeah. or you have a pre big period of fat you know I mean I say you know like you know you've got all the health problems yeah you're gonna die from it but if you're a healthy person you may get it but it ain't gonna take you down yeah. and then what kind of living is this this isn't living no stay in place okay in the beginning I bought it kind of little, I didn't buy it I didn't buy it all the way yeah but I, I tried to go along with I bought it you know <laughs> Uh, I still have friends over. We don't wear masks. We don't sit six feet apart. Right. You know, if it wasn't for my circle of friends, I think that's how we're all getting through this thing. Yeah. Is we're we're supposedly being bad children, but what are we supposed to do? Live your life in fear? No, not doing it. No, no. we we can't do it. No, I, I I did it for two weeks pretty successfully, and then after that, I've just kind of been 
as I as I get more I, information, I've seen your I've seen your evolution. It's been already. rapid. It's been yeah. rapid, and 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 honestly, I was I was pretty much okay with the quarantine when it was voluntary. When I got to do it on my own volition, as soon as the government was like, "Oh, now you can't go outside," I was like, "Oh, I'm fucking going outside then." Like yeah. that's yeah. I'm an American. What are you right. talking? What are you doing? Yeah. Telling me I can't leave well, my now, home? Well, as you know, folks, starting tomorrow, we all have to have some Masks. sort of mask. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. If, we'll see if we have to. I don't know. Um, and they spanked Orange County for being bad in Newport Beach. Yeah. Well, the boogaloo is starting in Orange and County. Then, and then that'll be interesting to see if the sheriff and the police there enforce it or don't enforce it. Yeah. For our listeners' sake, uh, just announced a couple hours ago, the sheriff of Orange County, which was the only district that broke Gavin Newsom's, um, I guess, rules for the beach, whatever, yeah. um, guidelines, he decided to... Like, like he said, smack them, spank them for going against his wishes. But now the sheriff of Orange County, oh, so Gavin said all of the all of the beaches can open except for Orange County, and the sheriff of Orange County said not going to enforce it. So we'll see who wins that battle of battle this of weekend. Yeah. yeah, this I mean tomorrow, this weekend, right? Maybe. But we've got to we've got to get people back to their norms, even if it's at twenty five percent, then thirty percent. I just hope the small businesses can make it, but I'm looking and I'm trying to look at the positive side that any strides we make is better than where we've been the last six or seven weeks. And we just, um, and then the thing we got to do people is we got to go out in November and we have to vote. We have to vote. See, this is, this is where we just, this is where we, I'm an old man. We disagree. I can can say that. No, but, I think but it's I did. Important. I did want to ask. And, you. I, it doesn't matter who you vote for, but you need to vote. Oh, see, no, now, now you're losing my audience. Well, <laughs> I know what I'm going to vote for. Yeah, I know I'm trying know. to be. You know, it's hard. I mean, the world has conditioned me to be politically correct. Oh no, I'm please. telling you, don't Joe Joe Biden. Don't <laughs> vote for him. Crazy Joe. Well, he's a total total pedophile. I we agree on that. Um, but anyways, I, I did want to ask you about the. Uh, Sorry, it's kind of hot in here. That's okay. But uh, I did want to ask you about because you've got years on me, obviously, and I know you weren't, you know, an old man by any stretch in the '60s, but you were around during the mm-hmm. discontent of the '60s. Right. And for me, obviously, I've read in the history books. I I'm a pretty knowledgeable guy about what's happened historically. I know a lot about what happened in the '60s, but I didn't get to feel the energy of it. To me, this feels like the most divided and energized country I've ever existed in in my 37 years. I'm curious, do you feel like this has similarities to the 60s? Are we like are we closer to a civil war now than we were then or is this am I feeling this as being more overblown? Well, I mean that's maybe how you're feeling. It was it, that whole movement in the 60s was was the youth. Right. It was primarily the youth. I and, guess and, it's and not, then it it's migrated, not that now, and yeah. then it migrated to people that were you know, not only uh, you know in their teens and twenties, it migrated to people in their thirties to say, "Yeah, we've been going with these standards, and this is the norm." And everyone started breaking from the norm. And we had the cultural revolution, we had a sexual revolution, everything went on. But what I see here is, I I don't see, I see complacency. Okay. I don't see anybody. I mean, and I can't believe there are people that you know all they do is go to the grocery store and they don't do anything else, and they're f- afraid and they're compliant. To okay, the first month or so, we, you know, we were trying to understand the numbers. We got numbers. It's minuscule. Yeah. You know. Well, I, I, you and I are on the same page with that. But I guess my question is, 
is is society that much different that like in the 60s had the same shit went down would you have seen less compliance would you have seen people telling the government to fuck I off? Think to, like I don't well, know. Okay, I, don't know. I see. It's different. Okay, so because totally the world different world, is, I, I different world yeah. is different, and technology and all of the distractions that people have today, they, they were they didn't exist then. You know, you either read the newspaper or you watched four channels, and that's how you got your information. Right. There was no internet. There was no cable. There was no streaming. There was no block. There was nothing. I mean, so there's so, and then there was no video games, and because I know everyone's kind of golf and kind of figured right. out how to get through days on their own. But I think there's so many distractions that people are losing what really is important, mm -hmm. and it's our liberty. Yeah. No, I, on on that we definitely agree. So, do you think uh, the reason I'm asking is because it feels like during the '60s you had the counterculture. There would have been a percentage of the population regardless of whether or not they had Netflix to keep them company, that would have been like, no, I'm not going to fucking stay in my house. Do you think we have... we? So you, you believe we have less people that are actually, you know, radical freedom lovers now than we did in the 60s, it sounds as if? I, I think so. That's that's my take on no, it. No, that's fine. That, that's, that's why I want just, your opinion. That's my take. Yeah. I, I just don't see, other than a few people, seem to be very upset with this. I was just down with a buddy of mine in Ocean Beach. If anyone knows, I'm, we're in San Diego County. Mm -hmm. And I have a buddy who lives in Mission Valley. We said, let's go to the beach, walk on the beach, because we got privileges to walk on the beach this week. <laughs> I haven't been on the beach walking in quite some time. Enjoy the beach. Enjoy slave. the yes. beach. And yeah. you know, I figured there's some girls down there. It's okay, let's go. <laughs> yes. and, and PB, Pacific Beach, is so dense in Mission Beach, we decided Ocean Beach, right? And... It was nice going down there, but I was surprised. It, also, very young population. I would say uh, early twenties, mid twenties. You know, twenties typically. So it, you were in heaven. I was in heaven. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I would say now, and the order wasn't out yet that you had to have masks. It was recommended, and I was surprised to see young people about seventy-five percent compliant. Wow. Yeah. And that you're saying compliant with masks? With masks. Okay. And kept them on all the time. Yeah. Was it being enforced? No. No, it wasn't. No, so Monday, it was pretty much voluntary. The word came out, this was Tuesday. The word came out Monday, May 1. Uh, we're going to make it make it a mandatory in San Diego County to wear masks. Yeah. So they kind of said, get used to start doing it. Mm -hmm. It's recommended. Do you think that this generation is... is less courageous do you think we're just like scared bitches like what what is it what is it in your opinion i'm insult well, insulting. Okay. I, 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 i'm gonna tell you and uh, and you know our, our us my my gen, my contemporaries are responsible for some of that action because everybody had to get a trophy back in the okay, day okay so you're gonna go there okay, everybody's I, I a winner yeah. yeah um you know and it's like no there's a loser and there's a winner i mean you know the you know, and if you make the playoffs, you you know, I mean, you advance and you do. I mean, so I think we definitely they you know, people call it the snowflake, uh, yeah. where I we we are complicit in making that happen. And it was more like it was really out of you want something better for your kids, and right. you know, and you're older and you want to be fair, and you know, and, all and that to stuff. a large extent, you guys delivered on that, but it created a soft. But generation. it created soft, yeah, soft, you know, uh, and and I think that rolls in from soft to kind of just being complacent well there's that old saying uh like strong strong men create good times good times create 
you know, some, some, and some, some create soft men. So okay. it's a cycle. So yeah. I think well, that, I think that, true. that we, the, the soft men of my generation are going to create the hard times, which is what we're experiencing now. Yeah. And then hopefully if we have, if we don't get sucked into a socialist fucking vortex, we might actually end up in, uh, in good times again. So hey, I, I, I'm really, and you know, and you made a point earlier before we were live is just that, you know, we wanted our children to be educated. We, we kind of insisted education's important in order to compete in the job market. And you guys went to these universities and where these professors are, are wildly liberal. Marxist, really. Marxist fucking nuts. Yeah. And they indoctrinated. And they've indoctrinated a whole generation and they still are. Yeah. And now they, you know, so they think that people like... Uh, Acacia Cortez makes sense. Yeah, she's, she's a she's a fucking nut. She's a rocket scientist by their standards. Yeah, yeah I mean she doesn't know her ass from her elbow. <laughs> I mean really, she doesn't know anything. I mean she knows nothing. When you listen to what she says, it's all just rhetoric. Yeah. So I go, what do you? I mean, what facts do you base that on? You never worked a day. You were a bartender, <laughs> and you're cute. You probably got tips. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what you would have tipped her heavy. Be honest. I would have. Yo, you would have tipped her, all right? I would have tipped her heavy. I would have. Yeah. Uh, You're lucky we're not on video. Yeah. I was going to say something else, but I don't think I should say it. Dude, go. I'll go give her the big tip. Oh, yes. okay. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Of course. Um, but, you know, and, but she's, I mean, like, she, she's nuts. I mean, and, and by the way, she says that she's this downtrodden. No, she's a Westchester kid. She went to college. She's affluent. Oh, by she the way, Charlie's from New York, so he can speak with a little a, bit. A little, of, a little bit, but I, yeah. I, that's where that's where she's not a poor little you know yeah. Manhattan girl from the Bronx. She's not Jenny on the block, no. so to speak. You know, she definitely painted that picture. But it, honestly, we don't need to talk about her. No, that we much. don't. But yeah. I'm giving an example that people will listen to this shit and accept it and going. She doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, she's I. In my opinion, she's our first Instagram congresswoman. There you go. Because she has the visual appeal, but she's kind of an empty suit. You know, she doesn't have much to say of, of content, but right. um, she's very popular. And she has her own well, little yeah. echo chamber of people she, that love the shit out of her. So She obviously does. Yeah. Um, she obviously does. In, in the state that's having the worst problem yep. anywhere. By a mile. By a mile. Well, uh, what was I going to ask you? So where do you where do you see this headed? Do you see us? Uh, uh, well, bouncing. I see. I am I'm, I'm I'm hoping that. Is they, there any chance of an uprising in the state of California? There's always a chance. Okay. Yeah. There's always. So. Oh, sure. There's always a chance, but I think people are too laid back here to really get fired up enough. I mean, for the most part, there's going to be radical nuts that will, you know, those. You're, talk, go, you're talking to one. No, <laughs> you're not. Yeah. I mean, I mean. <laughs> Real, real radical. Nonsense. It depends how long they try to keep us down for. I mean, yeah. I think now we've got to see some things opening up a little bit mid-May, and we have to see some more things happening by June one. I mean, he's you know, I mean, he doesn't even want sports to start in his state. He doesn't want anything at all to happen, whether there's fans or there's no fans. Yeah. And I don't understand that. I don't understand that either. Okay, test the whole team. The coaches, the, the athletic guys, the, the administrative guys that got to deal with everybody. Everybody can be tested. Okay, if you've got it, if you got antibodies, then great. You can hang out. If you, you, you go home, yeah, you know. 
but start a season and or finish off an NBA season or do the baseball thing in Arizona and and uh, in Florida uh, and, and get at least something for somebody to have some hope. Yeah. Give me, give me any entertainment, especially if you're going to keep me trapped in my fucking house. I don't want to see the 2006 World Series between the Yankees and <laughs> the, the somebody Bags. else, the Diamondbacks. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, it really makes you feel like it's a An axe throwing on Sunday afternoon is a bit much. The axe throwing? throwing? Are they doing oh, yeah. that? Oh, yeah. ESPN? Yeah. Oh, my God. They got no content. Is the axe throwing live, though? I'm not even sure it's live. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've, I've kind of scrolled past it. I'm going... I'm not watching this. You're, you're like, I'm not that desperate. I said, no, I can find something on one of the cable channels or something. I know I can. I can jerk yeah. off again. I don't need to watch Axe Throwing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's. I mean, so much has been taken away from us from what was our life. And I don't like this term, the new norm. Yeah. They're already trying to condition us. Oh, this is the way it's going to be for quite some time. No. I that scares me too that they try to life I mean Fauci made a statement a week or two ago. Life will never be the same. I, I don't want to hear that. No. I don't want to I okay, we gotta do masks for a while, we gotta comply, but we gotta open up the economy, we gotta get things going. And then whenever we either have the herd immunity or we have some other solutions and we start getting uh, you know, vaccine, we got to go back to our way of life or what left from the ashes of what was because right. I think there's going to be carnage as far as businesses and unemployment that and the economic devastation is going to be and massive. maybe even inflation in next year yeah. I mean all sorts of issues Well, we're gonna have a deflationary cycle because there's the economy's gone so yeah. obviously no one's gonna have money to spend that's gonna be deflationary for us but then the trillions of dollars that money that they're printing could create an inflationary cycle yeah. so it's going to be bad on a lot of fronts. I just can't. I the reason I, I'm talking to you about it is because I really wanted to like get more historical perspective because I just don't have anything to compare to other than my own lifetime. Right. And you've got a little bit extended period. Yeah, but but we've never seen anything like this. So that, that's what I wanted to go back to. So you you don't feel like even with the there was fucking riots in the streets. You still feel that this yeah, was... Yeah, well, that was, there were riots in the streets, but that was basically um, racial, uh, that where, you know, black black Americans were had the rights, but they were not really, they were still being kind of pushed down. And they fought Martin Luther King and a lot of other people. Malcolm X. Fought sure. to get Malcolm X to get, we okay, we have the right to vote. Okay, we're citizens like everyone else. We don't, you know... We can eat in a restaurant, but yet they were being held down economically in a lot of other ways. And by the police. And yeah. by the police. And especially in the southern states, it was really bad. But it was bad everywhere. Yeah. Oh, you know, by the way, New you York know, too. I, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I, I grew up in New York, and when, in the mid-70s, I'll tell you a quick story here. I worked in a, a retail department store, and it was near, pretty near New York City line. You know, so um, it was a diverse area. And I would say third of the people that were the clients and the store help were, were black Americans, you know, mm. African Americans. We just called them black then, but you know, African Americans, different phrases. And, um, you know, I had some the friends and I had, I had a lady friend, we were friends and we went to lunch one time nearby cause we only had so much time and we sat down in a booth and people were looking at us as 1974. 
and the waitress came over and she says, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to serve you. And I go, what do you mean? What? You know, In 1974? 1974, I said, we work right at the store down the street, the department store, and we've only got an hour for lunch. And we, you know, we, you know, She goes, I've got regulars in here, and they're complaining. What the fuck? And, and we said, okay, we're never going to come back. And she said, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> and we left. Was it? And it was because the, the lady you were with was black. She was black. Wow. Black that's and crazy. white. Yeah. They did didn't you bang her? People didn't want, what's that? Did you bang her? I did not that day, but I did eventually. Yeah, yeah, I did. I sure did. Every story, just so the listeners get to know, every story Charlie tells ends with that. So she, she was cute as hell. Do you remember her name? Um, it's a it's a wild back. Geneva. Geneva, no shit. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's she was one. tall. She had a beautiful fro. <laughs> no shit. Beautiful fro. She had she a probably fro. five seven. Beautiful fro, which made her like almost like five eleven. Did you make the chick with a fro? Oh yeah, that is crazy. Oh yeah, she's beautiful. That's awesome. Five seven, <laughs> thin, nice tits. <laughs> no condom, I assume. No, oh no, not in seventy four. You go bareback in seventy four everywhere. Is it <laughs> the good old days? Is what we called it. <laughs> There's less STDs, lots more abortion, you know, <laughs> I'd imagine. I don't know. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I mean. Or uh, just strong pullout game. Well, no, well, you know, <laughs> the pill was out then, so like, oh, okay, well, yeah. there was a lot of women on the pill. Yeah, that makes oh, sense. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, if they, if you were a single woman, not in relationship, and you're out dating, I mean, a lot of girls went on the pill because sex was, you never knew when you were going to have sex. I mean, it was very... <laughs> Who knows? It's supposed to be that way. Spontaneous. So it used they to be were taking way. the pill every day. They didn't have to worry about getting pregnant. Right. So so basically to conclude that you're saying that this feels even though there was riots and there was social strife, yeah, it wasn't the same energy. Well well, you know, because some obviously um, some of the people they call them pacifists then or whatever right. sided with Black anti-war people, folks, yeah. Right, and, and 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 rightfully so. Now looking back, and I'm a little older and a little more balanced. There were times where I thought they were pushing the limits, but I understand they needed to do it in order to get attention to move the thing forward. Right. You know, like I said, you know, when it comes to women, I don't discriminate. No, no, you're very woke when it comes I'm, to fucking. I'm, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Your dick never sleeps. It doesn't matter what color you are. If a blue woman came in front of me from Mars, if she was hot, I'd probably bang her. <laughs> and that has been Charlie, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming on the show. Do you have any other topics you'd like to cover? Well, no, I'm just, we'll, we'll do some more uh, if you guys like this. If you, if you like this uh, perverted kind of weird <laughs> twist on life, I mean... Uh, yeah, let's face it. Everybody loves sex. Everybody <laughs> needs it. I mean, at any age, at any age. But you no, know, the topic really is: we've got to get our freedom back, and yeah. and we've got to get this economy going. And um, and I'm hoping that May is the month where things change. Well, I'm hoping it begins tomorrow. So it does. From it your does. from your mouth to God's ears, we need it. Uh, this is Liberty Lockdown. Thank you for tuning in, everybody, and we will catch you next week. How long did we go? Ooh, well, that shit was fun, huh? That was Charlie. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, if you enjoyed the conversation he and I had, 
he was my stepdad. He raised me from the time I was like five years old until I was 13 when they got divorced. And, you know, I still call him dad. We still see each other all the time. Great relationship. Great guy. And uh, if you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as I did and always do, uh, please tweet at me at Liberty Lock Pod. Let me know what you thought. If you have any questions for him, obviously shoot him his way. He would get a total kick out of that. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Thanks again.